Blog Talk Radio. Rifleman Radio Show. Thanks everyone for tuning in. The Rifleman Radio Show is a project of the Appleseed Program, which is sponsored by the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. That's right, the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. And though there are no living uh, members of the Revolutionary War, there are plenty of folks left. Uh, willing to honor those, the memory of those men and women who stood together on April 19, 1775. We'd like to uh, say happy birthday to the Marine Corps. They were birthed 234 years ago, the beginning of our nation and the beginning of the Marine Corps. <clears throat> We've got a... Uh, a great show for you guys tonight. We've got all the folks here in Davila at the Rifleman's Boot Camp. Uh, we're going to bring some of them on uh, live in just uh, just a little while and let them talk about what they've been going through uh, here. We have two boot camps running currently. One is in Piru, California, and the other one is right here in Davila, Texas. And uh, for those of you not familiar with the Rifleman's Boot Camp, the Rifleman's Boot Camp is an eight-day Fundamentals of Rifle Marksmanship Clinic, <clears throat> where we give instruction in rifle marksmanship. Then we give instruction in how to teach rifle marksmanship. So you can go into this uh, machine uh, in one end, uh, being a novice shooter, and you can come out the other end of it 
a uh, instructor in training ready to get on the line at an Appleseed event and instruct. And that's exactly what we're doing now is creating riflemen and then creating instructors who will create more riflemen. <clears throat> All right, I would like to... Uh, I would like to add my sympathies, uh, my condolences to the families of uh, the men and women killed uh, at Fort Hood here in Texas. Uh, I'm not going to comment on any of the uh, political or criminal uh, aspects of it. I'm just going to say that uh, I send out my heartfelt sympathies to the families of those that were killed and those that were wounded in uh, in this event, completely uncalled for and uh, just a, a devastating uh, situation for all involved in it. <clears throat> uh, my hope is that uh, is that the Lord will help to heal the wounded, uh, those wounded in the body, and heal those wounded in the spirit and uh, in the heart, and help them to uh, help them to recover speedily. We have a lot of events coming up this month, <clears throat> so let's get started with those. We're going to start with the weekend of November 14th and 15th. Now, as I said before, we have a uh, the twin to the Davila Rothman Boot Camp is going on right now in Piru, California. Uh, and uh, we wish those folks uh, Godspeed in their training and, uh, and the instructions and skills that are, are being presented to them. Uh, and uh, hopefully... We can get a hold of those guys. I don't know if they have if they are in uh, telephone coverage or not. But hopefully, we'll get uh, some of those folks to call in at the same time. <clears throat> All right, starting with the uh, November 14th and 15th weekend, we have Augusta, Georgia, Bate City, Missouri, Boulder City, Nevada. Right here, Davila, Texas, we'll have the apple seed that follows the Rifleman Food Camp, the 14th and 15th. Fallon, Nevada. Glen Helen, California. Hartford, Connecticut. Harvard, Massachusetts. Las Cruces, New Mexico. Lexington, Kentucky. Piru, California. Rama, Colorado, Spearfish, South Dakota, Stinson, West Virginia, Tacoa, Georgia, and Yanceyville, North Carolina. That will finish up the November 14th and 15th weekend, and we'll begin the weekend of the 21st, 22nd in El Paso, Texas, followed by Fort Wayne, Indiana. Lemoore, California, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Midland, Texas, 
and then Ramsur, North Carolina. That will end the weekend of the 21st, 22nd. We'll then start in Buckeye, Arizona for November 28th and 29th. <clears throat> El Paso Community College, El Paso, Texas at the Law Enforcement Center. That's the indoor range. That'll be November 28th and 29th. Lewiston, Idaho, November 28th and 29th. Mayaka, Florida, November 28th and 29th. Riley, Indiana, November 28th and 29th. Then Mechanicsville, Virginia, will be the first weekend of December. That's the uh, weekend of the 5th and 6th of December. For the weekend of December 12th and 13th, we have Austin, Texas. That will be the first event at the Austin Rifle Club in Austin, Texas. Uh, So we'd certainly like uh, to have everyone who's uh, in Austin and everyone close by attend that event, as well as a, uh, have a good staffing of instructors for that event. Uh, that will be kind of a uh, uh, kind of a, an introduction uh, to that club for Appleseed, uh, kind of a tryout for it. And uh, so we'd like to have a, a large crew there of instructors and attendees. Also that same weekend, Castle Rock, Washington, Cole Brook, Connecticut, Corona, California, Mayaka, Florida, Piru, California, Ramsar, North Carolina, Red Bluff, California, Sacramento, California, St. Augustine, Florida, Sherburn, Louisiana, Stinson, West Virginia, Tacoa, Georgia, and Yanceyville, North Carolina. That will finish up the December 12th and 13th weekend. The weekend of December 19th and 20th, we'll have an event in El Paso, Texas. Another event in Mannheim, Pennsylvania. And then an event in Sierra Vista, Arizona. The last weekend in 2009, the December 26th and 27th weekend, we'll have an event right here in Davila, and then another one in El Paso at the community college there, the uh, community college in El Paso, Texas, the indoor range on the 26th and 27th. So, if you're looking for a place to uh, to try out that brand new rifle, you got the uh, the day before on December 25th. You have two locations in Texas on the 26th and 27th. You can give a shot. Now we'll head on into the first weekend in January. That's the 9th and 10th. We have Austin, Texas. January 9th and 10th, Corona, California, January 9th and 10th, Peterborough, New Hampshire, January 9th and 10th, and Hubertus, Wisconsin, January 9th and 10th. That takes us a a full run ahead 
we're glad that uh, we're glad that the events are stacking up already so rapidly. Uh, we have a uh, this upcoming year is uh, is filling out unbelievably well. We're looking for eventually for close to 800 shoots in the coming year. Uh, we're even talking about uh, having 200 shoots on one weekend. That would be the April 19th weekend. So the April 17th, 18th, 19th, the April 19th weekend is already filling up now. All right, I'd like to speak to you tonight about, uh, before we bring the the boot camp folks on, uh, we'd like to talk about the, uh, say, the, the range of commitment and performance of folks on uh, April 19th and then today. <clears throat> on April 18th, once the the colonists had uh, discerned that there was going to be a raid on Concord by General Gage's troops, they sent out warnings. And uh, contrary to popular folkloric myth, there was not just one man, there was not just Paul Revere on his own by his lonesome, riding out across the countryside, yelling, the British are coming. That's not exactly the way that it happened. Uh, They actually had taken the time, uh, like good riflemen, to develop a plan. A plan so that uh, if the regulars were to foray out from Boston, they would have a way to get the word out, to get the, the warnings out. They had... Uh, the equivalent of uh, uh, what would be, a, say, a modern-day telephone tree, so that uh, they knew that whenever one town had received the message that the regulars were out, that that town would send riders uh, to uh, the nearby towns to spread the word. Those folks would, in turn, uh, multiply out and spread the word out to other towns and others and others in order to get the word out. But the initial word was sent on horseback by uh, the folks from Boston uh, in a couple of ways. One was a rider named Dawes. He was sent out on horseback to take word to Lexington and uh, to all of the, the towns and villages on the way to Lexington, and then on to Concord, that the regulars were out. Now, at the same time, the signals had been prearranged to be shown from the uh, uh, the North Church Tower, one if by land and two if by sea. Those signals were sent. Also at the same time, Revere was being rowed across Back Bay uh, so that he could be landed uh, or, or, pardon me, not across Back Bay. He was being rowed 
across the, the bay to uh, Charleston so that he could be landed there and he could get on horseback and warn the folks. And he did. Dawes managed to get out of uh, Boston before uh, the neck was closed, before all the exit points to the town were closed. And even though Gage had ordered that all uh, boats be confiscated and locked down, Revere still managed to get a boat and get rowed across uh, to Charleston, where he secured a horse and began his ride. However, if you look at the result of the two rides, you'll, you'll see a bit of a difference. Revere knew a great deal of the people along the way. And even though he had a long route to go and made even longer by being forced to take a, a detour by uh, British cavalry sentries, he still stopped and put the alarm out in town after town, hamlet after hamlet, alerting people that the regulars were out. However, when you look at Dawes, at uh, his actions on that night, very few folks were alerted. Now, part of it was because Dawes didn't uh, know all the folks in that area. Uh, and another part of it was because Dawes chose to... Uh, to ride through many of the towns uh, simply to try and get to Lexington in time in time to warn uh, Hancock and Adams. The result is that on Revere's ride there were hundreds and then thousands warned and the wave began to flow out uh, uh, to the north, east, and west, and even to the south uh, along his trail. Dawes alerted very few. Uh, there's actually a big uh, dark spot right in the middle of the area that he was responsible for riding through where no one was alerted, where no one got the news until uh, later on that next day. <clears throat> now, was it because Dawes was more was less patriotic than Revere? No, I don't think so. Uh, was it because he uh, took his job uh, any less serious, or that uh, he was uh, less worried about what might happen to him? No. <clears throat> if Dawes were caught, he would swing from the same tree that Revere swung from, just as uh, high or low as Revere swung, and be just as dead afterwards. And yet the performance of the two can be compared and contrasted, and you can see that Revere's performance uh, was much greater, uh, was made much more of an impact, and the point of this being is that uh, the folks involved with the program today will have to decide how much uh, of a an impact they wish to make with the program, how much of uh, time they wish to dedicate. All right, we've got the guys coming in from the 
uh, from the boot camp now, and uh, I'm actually got got a, a couple of folks already on uh, who are already calling in, and I don't want to make them wait forever uh, before I talk to them. So let me uh, let me bring those guys on the air real quick and say hi. Area code six one four, you're on the air. Can you hear me? 614, you're on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, who's this? Actually, it was Dinky Scout. I was just listening to the radio while I drive. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, that's fine. Uh, good to hear your voice. Where are you at? Um, I'm actually at home. So you're at home on the road? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to the store to... <laughs> I'm running okay. errands, Scout. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna hang up on you. I'm just gonna uh, mute okay. your your phone and uh, and keep listening. And uh, and I'll check back in with you and see if you got anything uh, else to say after you uh, after you get your uh, coffee and donuts. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Area code five eight zero. You're on the air. Hello. Hey, is this OG? Yes, sir. How are you doing? Oh, I wish I could get an internet connection. That's kind of why I called in so I could at least hear the show. I didn't know you had a, a boot camp going on this week. <clears throat> yeah, we're right in the middle of a, a boot camp. And I'm really surprised, you know, that I, uh, you and I talk. Uh, you and I are good friends. And, uh, yes, sir. Like, just like a lot of good friends, uh, we don't uh, we don't talk all the time. But I know that uh, when I do see you and when I do say hi, I know you're still going to be my good friend. Uh, yep. But I'm kind of, I was kind of surprised that I uh, got two calls from you uh, in the last month because isn't this your uh, your busiest time of the season? Uh, of course, but I did break down and buy one of the new high-speed phones to where I could do just about anything I need to do from wherever I'm at. So, yeah, there's been times you and I have been talking and there were animals in front of me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, listen. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna hang up. I'm just gonna put you on uh, on mute so you can listen, and uh, and we're gonna get some of the uh, boot camp guys on. All right. Like I said, the uh, the Rifleman's boot camp is an eight day program. It starts on Sunday, and uh, and runs to the the following Sunday. And what we do is uh, we take the folks in and we begin. Uh, the first few days with uh, rifle marksmanship uh, instruction, uh, trying to uh, get the folks up to high speed on the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship. Then we begin teaching the folks how to teach rifle marksmanship. Then on the weekend, the following weekend, we schedule an apple seed event that's open to the public. And uh, the folks who are at the Rifleman's Boot Camp, will be instructing. They will do their first instruction at that event. So uh, it's always a very exciting event. I'm, I'm always uh, very excited for the instructors at the Appleseed following the event because I remember my first uh, Appleseed after, uh, after the boot camp in I was rip raring, ready to go. I wanted to instruct, and uh, I was just uh, as happy as I could be. 
All right. Let's uh, let's bring on some of the folks uh, who uh, who are attending the event here. Uh, we've got uh, several of the instructors in training at the event, and we uh, we have a couple of folks at this uh, Rockland Boot Camp, uh, uh, a couple of uh, ladies who came to the boot camp who uh, had actually uh, never shot before, and uh, they have certainly uh, they've certainly been getting uh, their money's worth uh, this week. All right, so some of you guys, uh, you guys ready? Uh, I think some guys who are uh, who are still eating. Let's. Uh, I see Josiah is trying to back away. I'm going to get him up on the phone. Josiah is uh, one of the instructors who from uh, Corpus Christi, and uh, this is his first boot camp and his. Uh, it won't be his first apple seed. I don't believe that you'll be at uh, as an instructor, right? Um, first as an instructor. Okay, you'll be your first his first apple seed as an instructor in training. All right, I'm going to turn him over just for a second, you guys. Josiah, just uh, just kind of give everybody a a brief uh, overview of of how things have been going and uh, how you feel about it. How you feel uh, about the the stuff going on here this week. Well, as uh, Scout said, my name is uh, Josiah Barcroft. I come from uh, Nueces County around the Corpus Christi area of Texas. And uh, I first learned about Appleseed at a, uh, at a meeting, um, <clears throat> John Birch Society meeting. And uh, when I was there, a man named Paul Hunt invited me. Um, he said, you know, I bet you boys love to shoot. Well, me being outdoors uh, most of my life, I love uh, anything it has to do with guns and shooting and all that stuff so um <clears throat> i thought about it and uh, i decided to come in uh, may i came in uh may 20th and 21st of uh, this year 2009 and uh of course <clears throat> being a guy who's uh been brought up around guns and you know different things i, I you know had this kind of idea that i really knew what i was doing well turns out i get there and uh, i really don't know anything about what I'm doing, um, I uh, I really had a, a lot of learning to do, and uh, <clears throat> spent about the first day and a half really just thinking that I knew what I was doing and it, and I can I can uh, I can do it my own way, you know, and get by, and and everything's cool with that. Well, about <clears throat> the second half of the second day, you know, is is afternoon. I'm starting to get tired, and say, so, you know what? Uh, my way isn't working. Um, it's not going <laughs> to pull things together. So, you know, maybe these guys know what they're talking about. So I start listening, and I improved my shooting quite a bit um, on that last afternoon. So, you know, uh, I was uh, finally, after all that work um, and uh, of two days of Appleseed, and then finally listening and then getting uh, some good instruction, um, <clears throat> I uh, improve, and I'm I'm chomping at the bit to do it again. So I come back the next month on June 20th uh, to do my second apple seed, and uh, <clears throat> finally decide, you know, with the same same thought that uh, 
um, you know, they, they know what they're doing, so um, <clears throat> I'm going to let them uh, tell me how to do it. And I scored Rifleman on Sunday afternoon of my second apple seed. And uh, during this time, you know, the whole deal that I came was it was about the shooting. Um, it was about, uh, you know, just being able to get out with people who shoot. And uh, But one thing that deeply impressed was deeply impressed upon me was uh, the history. And uh, even being a homeschooler, um, I, you know, I do study a uh, different uh, textbook than some of our uh, sometimes quite vague and uh, often misleading uh, history books that are put in some of the public schools these days. Even then, I did not know about all the detail and uh, all the sacrifice and just the amazing story of um, our founding fathers and and what they did for us by giving uh, us our freedom and uh, how valuable that is. And uh, after after my first apple seed, um, I, I liked it. I thought it was really cool. But it was not until my second apple seed that I really understood how important it was that this be passed on, that it be uh, spread, because uh, we're not doing the greatest in America right now, um, and we need we need to return back to what our founding fathers uh, intended us for us and gave us um, through their sacrifice. So at my uh, <clears throat> second apple seed, I decided to uh, join the instructor and training program, and, uh, and now I'm here uh, in Davila, uh, 1109. Um, enjoying myself and being among some of the uh, uh, greatest people I have ever met, um, learning uh, rifle marksmanship, and more importantly, uh, the history and the means in which to uh, spread it and to preserve our nation. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been uh, very um, interesting and uh, very enjoyable ride so far, and I look forward to uh, being able to be part of such an amazing program as Appleseed is, and I look forward to being able to <clears throat> further and uh, and work for uh, freedom uh, that, that we've been given and uh, do my small part in being able to preserve it. So anyways, that's, uh, that's just what I had to say. Um, All right. All right. Well, thank you very much, Josiah. I, I think I would vote for Josiah. <laughs> Did a great job. Did a great job. And uh, all of these guys are working hard. Uh, if you have never been to a uh, Rifleman's Boot Camp, then uh, cause it's hard to explain it. Now, we're not uh, we're not going we're not running this one as. Uh, uh, as hard as we've run some of them, uh, I'll tell you a story from uh, boot camp I went to. We had, uh, uh, I believe there were uh, eight of us, and it was being run by <clears throat> son of Martha and uh, Junior Birdman at uh, Ramsey, North Carolina. And uh, son of Martha, uh, in order to facilitate uh, being able to teach at high speed, low drag, uh, he was cutting all the frills out and uh, so that he didn't have to stop and get a drink of water. He was wearing a, a water carrier, one of those camelback 
water carriers on him, so he never had to stop. Uh, not only that, to keep himself up at high-speed, low-drag, he had a uh, he had a bottle of Folgers uh, crystals in his pocket, and every now and then uh, he would just uh, pop that top off and pour in a big mouthful and just sit there and crunch it uh, throughout the day. So uh, he was good to go. We uh, we had a good uh, 12 to uh, 16, 17-hour uh, work day at the, at the boot camps, <clears throat> and we had a great time. Uh, the boot camps now, uh, as Josiah said, uh, and it's not just at the, the boot camps. Uh, I'll tell you, and just to, uh, everyone who's been to one will tell you to an event, will tell you that at Appleseed events, Appleseed events are the, we have absolutely the best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States right now. I mean, we do the absolute best job, I think, of anyone out there. And yet we're not a rifle marksmanship program. Also, when you go to a rifle, when you go to an Appleseed event, just like Josiah said and anybody else you ask, you will meet the absolute best Americans that the uh, country has to offer, folks that uh, are just absolutely the, the, the cream of this nation. And uh, you'll develop friendships that will last the rest of your life. Uh, you'll meet some great people. And uh, I tell people all the time that if you're tired of your, uh, of your crummy current friends, uh, folks who uh, don't want to go shooting with you, folks who borrow your tools and never bring them back, uh, stuff like that, then you get yourself to an apple seed, and uh, you'll be exposed to a whole group of folks you can use to very easily replace those uh, old friends you had. <clears throat> because we've got the best folks in the nation uh, attending the apple seeds. The folks here at the, at the uh, RBC are working very hard. Uh, we, we keep a fast-paced <clears throat> uh, instruction during the day. And throughout the course of the day, uh, mixed in with the rifle marksmanship is our stories on the history of America. And uh, as I tell them, <clears throat> in the Apathy program, we are devoted uh, to, uh, to saving and passing down the history of our nation. Those folks who do not know their history are, of course, doomed to repeat it. And uh, we want to make sure that everyone that we are involved with gets a good start on the history. And, and yet we can't, uh, where there is no way uh, that we can, uh, we can tell everyone all of the history of the United States of America in one weekend. So we had to pick somewhere to start, and we picked the first day of our nation. We picked the day that it began, April 19, 1775. And we feel that if we can get folks hung on that day, get them, uh, if we can get them reeled in that day, understanding how exciting the uh, history of our nation is, that they will go on themselves to learn more about the history of the nation. 
And by learning more about the history of our nation, uh, they will become uh, better able to make decisions about the future of our nation. <clears throat> so we spend a great deal of time on telling what we call the story. And uh, the story consists of the events at Lexington, at Concord, and the North Bridge in Concord, and along Battle Road back to Boston on April 19, 1775. And we get all the folks who are here, we get them used to telling the story also. And uh, they're all doing a great job of it. Okay, it looks like some of the rest of the guys have managed to uh, to uh, wolf down their burgers. I'm going to uh, take one more caller real quick, uh, just see if they have anything to say and uh, uh, before we go on here. Uh, Erico361, you're on the air. Area code 361, are you there? All right, I'll just uh, I'll leave this open, and uh, and uh, whenever you come on, just say hi. <clears throat> okay, we got another one of the instructors here. This is uh, Steve Ravy. He uh, he showed up uh, uh, late last night, uh, blasting down uh, the road in his NASCAR. Uh, uh, vehicle and uh, <clears throat> fresh off of another apple seed in College Station, and uh, uh, he's been doing a great job this year. And uh, we're going to get him on the air here to, uh, to talk about uh, his experiences at boot camp. He was here in, in uh, Davila at a boot camp, uh, let's see, two years ago, and uh, along with a couple of the other guys here. And uh, he's also a faithful instructor, and I believe this is the uh, the second boot camp that he's instructed at. So, Steve Ravi, here you go. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Michael. It's been a, even though I've only been in this one day on this particular apple seed, it's been a great group of shooters and a lot of good attitude. Okay, back on the air. <laughs> I must have hit the wrong button. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, great group of shooters. To me, boot camp is one of the best possible Appleseed experiences there is because even though a weekend event is wonderful, and I certainly do uh, enough weekend events, there are things at boot camp that – just take it to a higher level. Uh, a lot of it's how well you get to know the people you're sharing the line with, and you get to develop a relationship with those people. And every boot camp I've been to, I have vivid, wonderful memories of every bit of it. There, it's Out of all the Appleseed experiences one can experience, if you've been to a regular Appleseed, if at all possible, a week-long rifleman's boot camp will be worth your while. Uh, you'll get much more detailed instruction. It still moves fast. We're not laying around basking in the sun. We are shooting. We are learning history. We are 
making progress in our marksmanship. And at the same time, we're developing lifelong relationships with the people around us. And as Michael said, we're getting the best America has to offer here on the line. And it's just a wonderful experience. And uh, I don't have all the vacation time in the world, but I try to make sure that Appleseed Boot Camp is a part of at, at least one part of my year. And we'll continue to do so for as long as Appleseed exists, I'm in. And uh, just a wonderful experience that possibly one of the best experiences that an American can have. So come out to a rifleman boot camp. There's got to be one developing near you. Well, thank you, Steve. Uh, when you come to a rifleman boot camp and you go through the uh, the instruction through the eight days, I'm telling you, it's uh, it's an event that will change your life. I know it changed mine. There, are, uh, it's right up there with uh, heck with the uh, the boot camp that uh, that I took uh, when I was in the military. Now it's not the same thing. We don't. We're not going to do PT. We're not going to have you knocking out any push-ups. I'd like to be able to do that, but it's a volunteer organization. But uh, it is going to change your life. Uh, it's going to make you take a, a look, a different look, at uh, what are the things that are important in your life and what are the things that are not so important in your life. Uh, all right, we've got uh, another instructor here. Uh, we've got Nick. He's aromatic on the forum. Nick, uh Give us a, a few words about uh, your experiences here, uh, what you're learning, what you hope to learn, what you hope to come away with, and uh, and uh, and what it uh, uh, what are your feelings about being here at the boot camp? All right, so <clears throat> as Scout said, I'm I'm Nick, an aromatic on the forum. Uh, I came out this week because I had so much fun at my first couple apple seeds that. Uh, I became an IIT, and then after that, I really didn't get to shoot at the apple seeds much. So I figured, uh, what better opportunity than to take a week off work and come out and shoot for eight hours a day for a week? So I came out, and it's been uh, pretty much everything I expected. It's uh, it's been a lot of shooting and a lot of uh, spending time with other apple seeders. Uh, we were blessed with a uh, a great uh, well cook, but also a rifleman. Uh, um, respiratory Pop's been out here with his chuck wagon, cooking us a lot of meals and uh, making sure we're all well fed. And other than that, it's, I'm looking forward to the rest of the week doing some shooting. Tomorrow I think we're going to switch from rimfire to centerfire rifles. I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. And I always think it's uh, actually just took a picture of Scout in his uh, broadcast center here. I always wondered what he looks like when I'm hearing him on the radio. And as expected, he's sitting here. He's got his coffee. I don't see uh, no cigarettes right now, but he's got a grand in the corner. And uh, he's sitting on his front porch, much like, uh, so, you know, you can imagine he gave us a nice speech about uh, his, an Englishman's home is his castle, and he looks much like he's out in front of his castle right now. So it's been fun and i look forward to the rest of the week and i highly recommend anybody who's considering it it's worth the vacation time to come to a to a rifleman's boot camp it's definitely worth it i'll hand it back to scout here thank you nick yes tomorrow we're going to uh we'll start working on 
thinner fire rifles. For those of you that haven't been to an Appleseed, the bulk of the instruction occurs at uh, 25 meters. And uh, the reason for that is because the 25-meter distance uh, allows you to have uh, almost instantaneous feedback uh, instead of having to trudge uh, 100 meters, uh, 200 meters, or 400 meters down to the target line. You can go down to the target line, 25 meters, check out your targets, and uh, and then get back to the line, make corrections that you need, and continue to shoot. It also allows us to uh, use rimfire rifles uh, because if you've bought any ammunition lately, uh, if there was any to buy, then you know that uh, in from in ammunition has become very expensive, and uh, so we shoot. We we will we will use rim fires uh, when folks can, when they would like to, at the 25 meter distance. But <clears throat> shooting at 25 meters uh, is uh, is not the same as anyone will tell you, as, as shooting at uh, at actual distance. So what we do is we make sure that uh, once you have these skills and uh, techniques down uh, at 25 meters, once you have your groups down to uh, around uh, 10 to 12 minutes of arc, uh, then we take you over to the KD, the known distance, uh, on Sunday. And on Sundays we'll shoot uh, on the known distance, We'll shoot a regular uh, AQT, which is the Army Qualification Test. It is uh, four distances, 100, 200, 300, and 400 meters. And you'll use three different positions. You'll use standing for the 100 meter. You'll use a seated position for the 200 meter. And then you'll use prone in the 300 and 400 meter. And uh, I tell folks all the time that... uh, Shooting at the little postage stamp size targets at the 25 meter is actually uh, more difficult than they realize, and that uh, shooting the actual distance AQT is uh, a lot. Uh, when you get over there and actually shoot that, you realize that it's it actually seems to be quite a bit easier uh, to shoot uh, the actual distance than it does to shoot at the 25 meter, and a lot of folks. Uh, They'll hear the 25 yards or 25 meter distance, and they'll think, "Oh my gosh, uh, uh, you know that's uh, that's child's play." And it would be uh, if you were shooting at a cow or a vehicle or something like that at, at 25 meters. However, the targets that you're shooting at uh, are actually uh, postage stamp size. The uh, standard of accuracy that uh, the Apathy program asked for is four minutes of arc. And four minutes of arc at 25 meters is one inch. That means we're going to ask you to place ten rounds inside a one-inch square in 60 seconds. And, uh, of course, if you you think you've got that wrapped up, then you come on down and... uh, and uh, you shoot, and you shoot a, an AQT, and you shoot a rifleman score uh, at an Appleseed event right off the bat, and we'll be glad. We'll, we'll hand you back your money right then and there. That's called the uh, the Texas Challenge. You show up at the event, and you say, I'm going to take the Texas Challenge. And uh, you put up 50 bucks, and uh, you shoot the, uh, the uh, AQT, 
you score a rifleman score, and uh, we'll hand you your money back. And uh, if you don't, then we're going to put that uh, 50 bucks in our pocket. <coughs> You're going to find out that it's a little bit more difficult uh, than you realized it was, that the postage stamp is actually smaller than a deer. Uh, <clears throat> if you can do it, then we're going to pat you on the back. We're going to ask you to become an instructor uh, and help us out. And if you can't do it, then we've got a place right there on the line for you, and we will be glad uh, to assist you in getting to the point where you can do it. All right, I'm going to check the caller again. Area code 361, uh, are you on the air? Area code 361, can you hear me? I'm going to check... Uh, uh, Old Grunt again, and make sure that we're going out over the air. Uh, Chris, can you hear me? Yeah, that's why I called in. Okay, so you can't hear. So we're going out over the air. Uh, not over. I'm not having much luck with the internet, but yeah, over the air, you're doing fine on cellular. Okay. All right. Well, we just uh, the uh, uh, the software had kind of a glitch in it a minute ago, and I just want to make sure that it. Uh, it didn't bump us off. Uh, well, I've been I've been so busy. I didn't even know there was a rifleman's boot camp going on, other than the apple seeds this last weekend. And boy, if I'd have known that, I'd put a little bit more of my money aside so I could just drive down in the middle of the night and wake you guys up the right way. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing we're missing is we don't have the uh, the old grunt alarm system that uh, <laughs> yeah that we had. That was uh, it was certainly something to behold and. Uh, <laughs> I'm really surprised that you survived. Uh, uh, you survived that because usually a a person giving the uh, the early morning greeting in the fashion that you did uh, to a men to an armed camp of men uh, usually doesn't survive that. Uh, but uh, but you did, which is a testament to how much everybody uh, loved your uh, your hide. So uh, and we missed you. And yeah. uh, we we sure would have loved to have had you here. At the same time, we have one going on also in uh, Piru, Florida. Uh, Junior Birdman is in Piru, California, uh, right now, uh, running the uh, twin uh, twin brother sister event to this one. Uh, I was hoping that we could get some of them to call in. I can't once again, uh, for some reason, even though I downloaded all the uh, uh, all of the stuff that they asked me to. I cannot get. Uh, the chat program to open, so I'm just uh, guessing that uh, I'm guessing that they're there. Uh, yeah, they're there. Are they? Okay. Well, if they are, um, and if anybody is uh, listening that uh, is at Piru or have, was at Piru and they're at their hotel room now or or at their house, uh, if they want to call in, uh, we'd love to hear from them too because I'd like I'd love to hear what uh, how the events out in uh, in California, going at the same time. Uh, I was calling the. Or I thought that the three six one number might be. Uh, I couldn't tell if that was Fred's number or not. Uh, all right, I'm going to put you back on mute, and I'm going to hand the phone over to uh, uh, to uh, Paul. Paul is uh, assisting. He's one of the instructors that's uh, that's helping out at this boot camp. Uh, helping run the the boot camp this uh, this week, doing a great job and uh, uh, very knowledgeable about uh, his craft and uh, and a lot of folks are uh, 
are being helped by it. All right, Paul, thanks for uh, for coming to the boot camp, and uh, thanks for coming to the show tonight. Well, thank you, Scout. Uh, it's really a pleasure to be back here in the villa. For one thing, it's a little warmer in my in my home right now. I had to check the weather to make it down here, but uh, I think I'm free until Friday. Uh, as always, you meet the finest people at Apple Seeds, and I think that does double for boot camps. You get to spend a lot more time with them to go into the history in a lot more detail. And it's personally satisfying to me to uh, be able to expand the instruction a little bit. You're always so rushed during an apple seed. You, you figure if you just had 15 or 20 minutes more to work with somebody, or gosh, if I could just do that little bit of extra on their rifle to, to get that scope zero, to get the stock built up, we might just get them over the hump, and you just never seem to get it done. But here at the, here at the uh, RBC, it's just a little bit more time. Uh, it's also a pleasure to see some of the people I've worked with before, and uh, uh, it's been a busy year this year, and I I, uh, I realize how much I learned to the last one that I came to, and I, I'm going to be taking a lot more away from this one than I did last time. Scott does an excellent, excellent history presentation, and uh, it's a pleasure to watch a master at work. The RBC uh, is, is set up just a little bit differently than your standard apple seed. We spend a lot more time uh, initially on the on the <clears throat> the uh, classroom aspects of it, and uh, then move into the shooting uh, with more detail on the individual stages than we're used to. Uh, it's it, it's fun to sit, be able to sit down and, and work on these positions more, and it's a pleasure, of course. Uh, meet some of the characters you have down here. I really miss uh, Old Grunt this morning. Pop tries real hard, but he just hasn't got, uh, he hasn't got your, uh, your depth, uh, your, uh, your vocal range. Uh, uh, you, I think you could uh, safely say that uh, Chris can wake the dead and uh, certainly give it his all every morning. Scott, I'm kind of running out of things to say here. Uh, you all said it so well, but um, I think I'll hand it back over to you, and, uh, and uh, thanks for putting on these RBCs. It's uh, it's a great place to come. Thank you. Uh, we got a, uh, uh, a couple of young ladies here that uh, uh, showed up at the uh, boot camp. Uh, they thought... Uh, they thought it was a uh, a social event, uh, like a uh, ballroom dancing thing, and uh, we managed to go ahead and keep them in uh, and start uh, showing them the rifle marksmanship. And uh, they're both doing a great job. Uh, neither one of these guys have forum names yet, I don't think. But and uh, of course, they don't realize too that uh, at the boot camps is where we give forum names. Uh, so if they didn't show up with a forum name, then they get whatever we give them. And so we're working on some good names for these guys now. Uh, I'm going to give the phone to uh, Linda. Uh, she's been to a couple of apple seeds. This is her first boot camp. And uh, Linda, just let uh, let the folks know, uh, well, what you've been doing and uh, and how you feel about being here at the uh, the Rasmus Boot Camp Development. Thank you, Scout. Yeah, this has been a very a very good experience for me. Uh, it's taken it to the next level. Uh, the first boot camp that I came, um, 
um, I camped out, and it was very crude camping. I didn't know what to expect, and uh, so here in this beautiful uh, state of Texas, uh, wonderful skies, and so we were able to camp out. And um, I learned a lot about marksmanship. I had not ever fired a rifle, I think, in my life. And what I discovered was it was really a, it was a lot of hard work for me. Um, I can't say it was easy, but um, I, I can say that it sparked my sparked my interest in learning how to do something right and learning how to do something right the first time. Um, so I was very thankful to have incredible instruction, and for coming from a just a you know female point of view, I felt very 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 secure. That was very important for me. Um, although I didn't know what I was really getting myself into, um, I felt um, very, very secure, and it was a giant leap of faith for me. And so um, I did bring three of my daughters, and each and every one of them thoroughly um, enjoyed it. They saw their mother uh, step out totally out of her comfort zone um, one accused me of being a soldier, um, and um, they, you know, they just, they thought, they really thought that their mother had gone off the deep end, uh, but shortly thereafter, they, when they started hearing the history lessons, and they saw how important it is to be able to protect your property and your person, and um, be able to respond in a case of an emergency. Um, they soon saw that it was important that they learn these skills. So needless to say, they walked away from this event with um, the highest marks. Um, these girls are one's 30, one's 25, and one is 17. So I had a very broad range of input, and um, each and every one of them feels a lot more secure than if they had to, um, you know, be exposed to any kind of a, a rifle. At least they have some clue, as I do. The second time that I came, um, I was a lot more prepared as to what to expect. Um, I brought more water because it was in the summertime and um, I got to see some familiar faces. So I started seeing that there was a kinship here. That was very attractive to me um, because I feel like that's very, very important is to develop lifelong um, relationships with people that you share common interests with, especially when it has to do with um, saving our republic. So um, we know that we're, we're here for the right reasons. And lastly, I was put a challenge by another gal that was at um, the Rifleman's um, um, camp in August, and she said, hey, Linda, why don't you come to the boot camp? And I go, me? I, I, I don't think that, you know, I, I don't think I can do something like that. She goes, I'm coming. And it encouraged me. <laughs> so um, 
it encouraged me so that I decided to get a lot more prepared. And this time I brought a lot more camping gear, and as crude as it may be, um, I was a lot more prepared for being on the range. Um, and I brought a friend with me. <laughs> and uh, this has been a very unique experience. Uh, it's very different from the other apple seeds in, in the sense that I have gotten more individualized instruction um, that has helped me better understand my own rifle and create more of an intimate, you know, relationship with it. And um, and I've gotten a lot more input. Um, I've lot learned a lot more history. Uh, I'm paying attention more so to what these history lessons mean, not only right now in everyday life, but in um, just what our forefathers went through for and the sacrifices they made. So, well, let me ask you, Linda: Are uh, is the instruction going too slow for you? Do we need to speed it up? <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure your listening audience has heard us all laugh. Absolutely not. Um, no, absolutely not. I, I will tell you this, uh, I feel a lot more um, skillful than I did my very first time. But I wouldn't say go any faster. <laughs> well, it, it, it is fast-paced. And the apple seeds are, uh, are also uh, fast-paced instruction because, well, we tell you right off the bat that uh, we're, going to, uh, we're going to cram you uh, with uh, a week's worth of uh, rifle marksmanship instruction in the two days. But that being said, we never leave anyone behind. We don't, uh, we don't uh, stomp you down in the dirt and then leave you behind. If you uh, need some uh, individual uh, instruction, then uh, we'll, we'll cut one of the instructors loose to, uh, to give you a hand to uh, smooth out any bumps and stuff like that and, uh, and get you back up to speed with us. Now, I seem to recall you telling me one time that your husband was an Englishman. My husband? Yes. Um, well, he's a tennis player, but I can't say he's an Englishman. Oh, he's not. I, I thought at one point that you told me that he was an Englishman, that he was uh, an Englishman, because I asked you where he is. Well, I said, "Where's your husband?" And I thought you said he was an Englishman, <laughs> and that maybe he was afraid to come to the Appleseeds. I was going to ask if after you uh, after you hear the history and stuff in Appleseeds, if you go home and smack him around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But I sure wish I could get him out here. I, you know, um, I, I don't understand why. To be quite honest with you, I just don't understand why. You know, everyone doesn't want to really embrace um, their history and exercise, be, being skillful in 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 this wonderful amendment, the Second Amendment that we do have. Um, so, you know, hopefully, I can encourage him to come out sometime. Um, and put down a tennis racket and hit some bullets instead of balls. <laughs> well, <laughs> I also like to encourage all, all females to come out. It's fun, and we need more of them. Uh, I just got a note here from the, the folks in the online chat, and uh, Karen says to uh, hide the racket. Take uh, unzip the racket cover and stick a rifle in there and hide the racket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Karen. <laughs> I, my, I think I do have a forum name, Nanny Lynn. Uh, so you can always send me a, some, 
some email, and he looks at the same email as I do, so that way I can't be accused of saying anything. It can come from other people too. Oh, there you go. Uh, we can all we can all uh, uh, send uh, uh, Linda some uh, PMs, and uh, you know, to help to uh, encourage her husband to come part to become part of the program. And speaking of that, uh, we have several husband and wife teams on the uh, in the program and it's a great uh, chance for them to uh, to do traveling uh, i'm telling you that uh, it's uh, uh i'm not going to say that it's, that we have any uh, exotic high price hotels or anything but i will say this that because of the absolute policy of uh, two instructors to a bed uh it's better to uh, to have your wife there than another instructor uh because, uh, uh, or your husband, because uh, I'm telling you, uh, Steve Raveby and I shared a bed in uh, El Paso, and uh, and uh, I don't know which one of us was snoring the loudest, but uh, we were both we were both giving it our best shot. But as a husband and wife team, you get to get on the road, you get to do something together, and uh, the Alpsey program it will will pay for your hotel. Uh, we'll pay for your transportation together, so you you have a chance to travel together to go on these mini vacations uh, as a husband and wife team, and at the same time that you're enjoying yourself out traveling, you're getting to uh, fulfill your obligation to the nation. You're getting to fulfill your obligation to uh, to help safeguard the the liberties and freedoms that the nation has provided for you. Uh, right beside Linda is uh, another one of her buddies, uh, Elisa. And uh, Elisa uh, has been doing a great job uh, here at the uh, at the boot camp, although she has been asking us to speed up the instruction uh, <laughs> also. So, uh, Elisa, welcome to the uh, to the show. Give us uh, – uh, tell us how you uh, have been finding the, uh, the boot camp. Uh, the boot camp is boot camp for me. I came in on – Sunday. Linda, as she explained, um, invited me to come. It was pretty last minute, and I didn't really know anything about Appleseed, but I trusted Linda because she's liberty-minded. And Yeah, you'll never do that again, will you? <laughs> right. <laughs> I might do some packing. <laughs> but um, And she explained a little bit to me, and I didn't really have a lot of time to look, but uh, she said it that the um, that the trainers, everybody was real professional, and I have to say one of the first impressions I got is the degree of professionalism among the trainers, um, and they know their stuff, and they know their stuff, and the amount of knowledge among all of them is just incredible for a first time. Not just apple cedar, but I actually had a brand new gun lent to me by Linda, and it was the first time I um, ever fired a rifle. So um, in addition to the professionalism is the patience. I don't know how they have this much patience. (laughs) I don't know if I would be as patient with me as they have been, but it's just been great. Um, The knowledge of history, I am just absolutely in awe. It's like walking textbooks. Well, we have a a little... (laughs) punching bag with your face drawn on it and the yeah. instructor camper so that uh, after somebody gets through working with you, they can go in there and punch the uh, truck, uh, the bag in there. 
That's a, I'm, of course I'm just kidding because yeah. uh, uh, Elisa's doing a great job, and uh, we there's another uh, young lady that's out here with us too, uh, named uh, Colorado, and uh, that's not her real name, but uh, <laughs> uh, and she's doing a great job too. Uh, she drove straight in from Colorado, and uh, and uh, everybody is working hard here, and uh, I'm very proud of uh, Linda and uh, Elisa. Uh, because uh, uh, because they're not giving up, you know they uh, the uh, the RBCs aren't uh, they are not quite as structured for uh, novice shooters, uh, first time shooters as the apple seeds are. The apple seeds uh, that's uh, that's one of our things. That's one of the things that we do. We take folks that uh, have never touched a rifle before. Uh, and we get them uh, up to speed on it quickly in a weekend. The RBCs are a little bit faster because normally uh, prerequisite for an RBC is at least one or two apple seeds. So Elisa was coming into the game a little bit behind the ball. Uh, we were telling, uh, uh, we were suiting her up and uh, and throwing her in uh, into the game and. Uh, and as I said, I'm very proud of her because uh, uh, she didn't take off running. You know, she's hung in there. I'm sure at the times she would have liked to take off running, uh, but we just haven't let her. So, and she's stuck in there with it, and uh, she's doing really well. She's going to come out on the other end of this a different person because when you come to an apple seed event, uh, when you go up to an RBC, uh, no matter what your thinking is, you as a person uh, have set a goal. Uh, you set a goal of I'm going to become a better person, even if that is only a small fundamental thing of I'm going to become a better person by setting a goal to uh, uh, to learn to shoot a rifle uh, better. You set that goal, and then you achieve that goal at the event. Now, what that does is. Uh, that kind of gives you a rocket boost. Uh, I call the Appleseed program uh, the Appleseed uh, Rocket Launching Program because folks come here, they set a goal, and uh, a lot of times they they may be very apprehensive or they may uh, they may be worried that they're not going to achieve that goal, and yet they always do. They always do achieve that goal because uh, we refuse to let folks fail here. So they always achieve that goal uh, of becoming a better person, and when they do, the door is now wide open to a whole, to a brand new life, to a brand new lifestyle, and we call that the path of the rifleman. The door is now standing there open for you to begin leading the life of the rifleman. Uh, people come to an apple seed event, they go through the weekend, uh, they say set a goal of uh, of improving their rifle marksmanship skills. They meet that goal. And then on Sundays, at the end of the event, uh, one of the things that I hear all the time is, okay, what's next? I did it. I set this goal. I did it. What's next? What do I do now? Where can I go now? What's next? Where will I, what, what can I do now? What's the next thing I can achieve? What's the next uh, goal I can set and meet? Uh, what is the next hill I can conquer? And that's what the program is all about. Uh, it's about uh, getting folks to, uh, to set goals. And then to achieve them and to understand that uh, that as an individual, 
they may feel that they don't have anything uh, that they can offer as a as a single person as far as uh, as bettering the nation as helping to safeguard uh, our rights our freedoms uh, of uh, of helping to provide the maintenance that the the nation needs and what they find out is that they're not a uh, a single lonely individual they uh, they're part of a group of Americans who have the same goals who have the same desires which is to better themselves to better their family to better their community better their state better their nation and we all work together toward helping them to achieve those goals and to to begin their journey on the path of the rifleman and I think Elisa that uh, I think that you're headed right in that direction. I'm telling you, you <clears throat> already, uh, you're not. It's just been uh, today is day three. I'm telling you already, even if you left today, you're not the same person anymore. No, I'm not. Um, in fact, I, I, you know, that last little bit you, you spoke about the um, the old men, and, you know, I walked away from that, and I was really quiet, and I'd, I'd asked Linda, you know, are you here for your country? Are you here for yourself? And I have to say, you know, it's, it's been so much to hear all the stories and the history, but that last little piece really touched my heart because, you know, you start thinking, you know, we're we're so spoiled in this country and we take things for granted like hot water and <laughs> a working oven right now. But this is this is really actually all very good because as as we're going through this and. Uh, the stories are being told. I mean, it's just it. You really get to think what people sacrificed for the liberty and the freedoms of this country. And you know, you don't have an opportunity to think through that very often. It's life goes so fast. And um, it. I do believe that what you said that uh, um, it's going to change me. Well, I believe the same thing. Uh, okay, I see. Uh, Josiah just told me that the three six number, three six one number, that I've been asking who it is. That's his house. So I'm, I'm sure they're just, I'm sure they're listening. And every time I ask who it is, they're just, uh, they're hiding from me. Uh, but I'll tell you folks that are listening now. Josiah, you, is a, somebody on here on the chat said you have six sisters? Yes, sir. Okay. So, and how old are they? Okay, so some of them are ready. Some of them are ready for the for the for the apple seed event. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Well, they're listening now. I know you guys are listening to Josiah's house because he just ratted y'all out. So uh, we're expecting the rest of the tribe, the Josiah uh, family tribal members, to be showing up uh, very soon, getting involved with the program. <coughs> What's that? Yeah. What better? And and what? Uh, how can we make it any easier? Uh, uh, women attend the events free. Uh, children under 21 attend the events free. I don't know that we can make it any easier. The Apple program. Uh, the events run uh, 70 bucks for you to come to an Apple Seed weekend. The uh, uh, Rifle Boot Camp is 200 dollars for the week, and. Uh, 
I'm telling you that uh, the $200 for the eight days, uh, that's usually about a fourth of what you'll pay for one day of instruction uh, at some of the other places. And why? Why do we do it? Because we're not interested in making money. Hey, it would be nice because uh, uh, maybe someday I'd like to get a paycheck. But uh, but the point is not to make money. Uh, the point is to make riflemen. And that's what uh, we're hard at work doing. Uh, Lisa, do you have anything else you want to uh, chime in on? Uh, no, I just, I like Linda said, I, I think it would be great. If there were more women, it was great to see the young lady from Colorado come and uh, jump into it like I did. And, and you know, we're, we're the emotional uh, gender here. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, don't be afraid to come, ladies, if you're out there, especially if you, you know, were like me that you've never um, fired a rifle before. These guys have been I, – I, can't imagine a beginner scenario any better than this. So that's it. All right. Well, uh, well, thank you. And uh, of course, uh, you're nowhere near the end yet. You're uh, you're just getting ready to hit the the middle point of it. And uh, the. Uh, and the uh, Rifleman Boot Camp is going to continue on until this following Sunday. And as I said before, right now we're right now we're beating uh, the uh, the skills and techniques that the folks need uh, into them with uh, uh, with as blunt and sharp as uh, instruments as we can, uh, trying to get them uh, up to speed with their own rifle marksmanship because. We're going to switch gears uh, uh, in just uh, two short days, and uh, then we're going to be heavy on teaching the folks how to teach the rifle marksmanship skills and techniques to others. Uh, at the Alpsy program, we have a, a, a saying which is, uh, "Learn to shoot today, learn to teach tomorrow," and we're heavy. Uh, it, on on that, we we firmly believe that uh, we want you to begin teaching uh, as soon as possible because uh, none of us started out. Uh, none of the instructors started out with a degree in sh uh, shootology. Uh, all of us started somewhere uh, by going to an appleseed event and uh, and. Uh, Learning how to uh, to shoot, learning how to do the six steps, uh, learning how to find the natural point of aim and uh, build a stable shooting position, and we worked at it and we worked at it and and then we're passing it on to others. Everyone is an instructor, whether they know it or not. It's, everyone is an instructor. Everyone uh, in the world who has some knowledge, it's the human condition, has a desire to impart that knowledge to others. Uh, if it's not shooting, it's, uh, you see it every day uh, uh, in everything that, uh, that folks do. Uh, you know, uh, somebody is uh, uh, on the street corner and they see you doing something and they say, hey, uh, this would be easier if you did it this way. Uh, that's just the, 
that's uh, that's what humans do, and uh, we want folks to do that with uh, rifle marksmanship and American heritage. We want uh, you to become an instructor, and you can attend an event. And uh, even if you don't uh, eventually accept a uh, uh, an orange hat and head toward a red hat, you're you're still going to be an instructor. Uh, whenever you get to the range and somebody sees you shooting, and uh, believe me. Your shooting skills are going to draw attention uh, at your range. If you've been to an Appleseed event and then you go to your range and you start shooting, your, scoot- your shooting skills are going to draw attention. Uh, time and time again, we have folks uh, who have returned to their ranges and started shooting. And after only, uh, in some cases, after only 10, 15, 20 minutes, uh, they end up uh, starting to draw a crowd of folks uh, watching them saying, hey, what do you what are you doing? Uh, how did you learn to do that? Uh, and they end up uh, instructing right then and there. That's what we're asking folks to do. Uh, we've got another uh, young lady here that showed up uh, uh, from Colorado. It just happens her name happens to also be Colorado. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'd like to uh, like to welcome her to the show and Colorado, tell us some things about uh, about what's been happening here uh, at the uh, at the boot camp with you. Well, I, I didn't know what to expect, and I was afraid I'd be out of place because I figured it would attract people who have a lot of um, experience, a strong background, and uh, marksmanship. But y'all have been so patient and. It's been a really wonderful experience so far. All right. And you said you said that you did think that the instruction was going too slow for you. No. <laughs> no, it's a lot of information. It's a lot to take in. But um, but you guys have worked with me, and I've learned a lot just in the short time I've been here. So. Did you know much about? Uh, about American history of the Revolution uh, before you showed up? Not really. I went to a public school. <laughs> ah, there you go. I guess that's uh, right there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what would you say if it now seeing that uh, now uh, uh, after having been here the last couple of days, uh, if you could go back and uh, and change anything or do anything different before you got here, what would you do? Probably drink less coffee and get more sleep. Yeah, I shouldn't have driven straight through. That wasn't really the best way to uh, start the boot camp, but I'm glad I made it here eventually. And what do you what now? When you listen to the history of April 19, 1775, and you you hear about what the the folks did then uh, for posterity. For those who would come after, meaning you and I, uh, does that uh, imbue you with with any sense of responsibility for your own posterity? Yes, and I think a lot of people are very disenfranchised right now, um, but they there's this sense of futility, like it, it doesn't matter 
that they're not happy with how things are. They don't feel like they can make a difference. They don't feel like they can change things. And you have, through Appleseed, it seems to me, created a sense of community. And you, through telling these stories, and uh, and you don't just share dry history. I mean, you, you um, dig up personal stories about people who were part of that day and it makes it that much more real and it it's heartening that they believe so strongly in freedom that they were willing to give their lives um it it's it's inspiring and you're going to be hanging here to the end right yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> okay that's what we like to hear and uh have you considered uh, becoming an instructor? Uh, not by the end of this week, but eventually. I, I would like to do more boot camps. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. and uh, Thank you. And uh, we're going to continue just to grind you into the dirt. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> uh, all right. Colorado's doing a great job. Elisa's doing a great job. Linda's doing a great job. Larry's doing a great job. Uh, Kevin and Eva are doing a great job. Uh, Nick, Josiah, uh, Mark, Pop. Everyone is working hard. Everybody's putting in uh, 100% every day. Nobody's hanging back. Nobody's uh, uh, complaining. Uh, nobody is uh, is griping. Everybody's listening to the instruction and uh, taking it to heart and putting it to use. Uh, the weather has been really, really nice. Uh, we had one day of a uh, uh, little bit of drizzle, I believe, but uh, it was nothing to uh, to worry about. And uh, since then, it's just been absolutely beautiful. The temperature's been great, uh, sunny, a nice breeze. Uh, the future weather looks great uh they're trying to uh uh they're trying to uh, scare us with uh some rain for sunday for the sunday uh this coming weekend but uh i believe we have a enough apple seed strength and power to uh ward off the uh <laughs> the weather and if we don't uh good on us because the apple seed events uh one of the things that uh, I find uh, uh, about the events that uh, uh, are absolutely great for me uh, and really for everybody is that the fact that <clears throat> that we shoot uh, despite uh, any weather conditions other than lightning. Uh, that's the only thing that we don't shoot in just because uh, we decided that a bunch of guys standing around with uh, steel rods uh, and the lightning wasn't a good idea. However, uh, as long as there was no lightning, we've shot in everything else. We've shot in tornadoes. We've shot uh, uh, an apple seed here in Davila during uh, right in the middle of a hurricane. Uh, it stripped all the targets uh, off the line. No problem. We had some more in the trailer. We went and got them and put them back up. <clears throat> we shot in uh, ice, in... Uh, Torrential downpours. Uh, people shoot in snow. Uh, we shot in a uh, the, basically what appeared to me to be like a summer dust hurricane. Uh, 
where the uh, the dust was being driven in uh, 45 knot uh, uh, wind. Uh, I've got a picture that I posted on that. I think where we have the the rifles are laying on the line, <coughs> and uh, there's a huge pile of sand uh, on the windward side of each rifle. Uh, and uh, the reason I say this is good is not because it's comfortable, but because you find out what your uh, rifle system will do in uh, different diverse types of weather. Anybody can go and shoot uh, a couple of rounds uh, on a nice, uh, sunny uh, Saturday afternoon. And uh, that tells them absolutely nothing about what their rifle system does. Uh, what you do is you go out weekend after weekend after week, and uh, you shoot in the rain, you shoot in uh, the snow, you shoot in the blowing dust, and uh, and soon you'll find out... Uh, what happens, how your rifle system works uh, when you pour a cup of sand uh, into the action and you're shooting. You'll find out how it works whenever you shoot uh, uh, 300 rounds without cleaning it. You'll find out how it shoots uh, when you pour a gallon of water into the action. You'll find out if those sights, if those uh, optics really are waterproof uh, after you shoot through uh, uh, an inch of rain. And this is stuff you need to know. This is stuff you need to find out at the range. You don't want to find this out. Uh, uh, you know, I was just getting ready to say uh, when the 60,000 screaming jihadists uh, uh, come ashore in, uh, uh, I believe it was Long Island. I think that was the scenario. But you want to find this out at the range, not uh, not later on uh, when it really matters. And that's what Appleseed does for you. It lets you shoot in all types of uh, weather conditions, all temperatures, uh, etc. Nobody goes to the range and says, hey, listen, I've got a great idea. Uh, it's raining. It's about uh, 45 degrees. And uh, let's go to the range. And let's don't shoot just uh, 20 rounds. Let's shoot a couple of hundred rounds. Let's stay there all day. Let's lay in the mud. What do you think? Uh, because they just don't do that. And yet we do. And because we do, and because you will, then you're going to find out how your rifle system works. And not just your rifle system, but how do you work? How do you work after you've been laying in the mud for uh, a couple of hours in the cold rain? How do you work? Uh, when it's 108 degrees and the heat index is uh, right up around 142 degrees. How how do you function in those conditions? Well, you're going to find out if you come to an apple seed. All right, I'm going to try. Uh, uh, I'm going to try one of the callers. I've got. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Area code uh, three six one. You're on the air. That's me. <laughs> it's Pop. Yeah. Why, how, why does that not surprise me at all that it's you, Pop? That uh, uh, why, is there, why is there something bizarre going on? Why does it never surprise me that it's Pop? Pop is sitting here beside me. He just he's calling to talk to me. He's sitting right beside me, but he's calling to talk to me, and he's wearing his. Uh, I'm wearing my pirate, pirate outfit. It, well, he, he's wearing his revolutionary 
uh, wore outfit. He's got the tri-cornered hat on with the gold-braided trim and the uh, the, the, the puffy shirt, the poet shirt, right? Uh, at the uh, he said it's his pirate costume. It, it's his Revolutionary War costume, but the reason we call it the pirate costume is because uh, a couple of months ago I was in the hospital. I was in the uh, uh, the intensive care unit, and uh, the nurse came in real quietly, and she said, uh, excuse me, but there was a pirate here to see you. <laughs> and I looked at her for a second, and I go, what? What do you... Uh, I thought I said, you know, I'm sure this isn't. I'm sure I'm not really awake. I'm sure that uh, I'm just. Uh, this is some type of hospital hallucinogenic thing because she just told me there's a pirate here to see me. Uh, so she said, well, there's a there's a man outside that's a pirate, and uh, I said, oh, okay, all right. And uh, it was Pop and a couple other guys from the Appleseed. They came to see me, and I appreciated yeah, that. That's Doug Doug was also there, and. Uh, uh, one of Doug's buddies, uh, uh, and a couple of uh, there were a couple other folks, I guess, from the uh, the event that uh, that happened to show up, and I really appreciate that. Well, Pop, uh, <laughs> thanks for calling in, sitting there right beside me. And uh, anytime, anytime. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, it is. Here's what he, here's what he's got to do. He's calling in to tell you, sitting beside me to talk to me. He's calling in. Little did he realize he's calling a New York number. And because uh, <laughs> the servers are in New York, so he's calling to New York to talk to me right here, uh, a foot and a half from him. <clears throat> Pop, welcome to the show. Uh, how have things been going uh, the last few days with you? Oh, just fine. I'm uh, I'm still working on shooting rifleman score, thanks to Paul. Paul's helping me a lot, and uh, but we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. We've got a lot of folks out here today, uh, this week that are. Working really hard on shooting and going through the same things that uh, I've gone through and and a lot of other folks have gone through. You know where you start out and you you just aren't shooting worth a hoot and and you keep trying and you keep trying and you get better and and finally you make it. Like Josiah, for example, I thought Josiah was garbage. He he did the same thing his first shoot and the second shoot he came out and he said boy I'm determined I'm gonna do it and he did it and he shot rifleman three times in a row on Sunday afternoon we were proud of him I think Mark Alonzo was shoot boss that that week that weekend yeah so yeah we're doing good doing good having a good time running a lot wish everybody was out here but they'll make it to another apple seed I'm gonna let you go. And uh, nice talking with you. I look forward. Well, here, you don't. You don't have to. You don't have to hang up, Pop. If you want, okay. if you want to sit there and listen, uh, uh, here I'll just put you on mute so you can sit there and listen. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot. I'm going to bring uh, another call on the line now. In uh, uh, area code five seven five. Sam, that's you, isn't it? It sure is, Scout. Well, it's well, great to hear all the folks at the RBC coming on. I like to hear. Like to hear them apple cedars on there. Yeah, they're having they they are having a blast. Uh, we've got the uh, we've got the uh, the pirate show going on now, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and listen, it, Pop is not he's not uh, just a minimalist either. He's a he's a method apple cedar. Uh, 
because uh, he didn't just uh, get the frilly shirt and uh, the tri-cornered hat and stuff. He's gone all the way. He's uh, he's let his beard grow real long and scraggly, and uh, his hair is getting real long too. He kind of looks uh, he looks like a pirate from Woodstock. Uh. <laughs> Did he bring a Lancaster rifle to do a score with? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said he just got out of the shower, which I guess that's how we. Hey guys, I gotta tell you, the shower is marked. Don't. Is Mark listening? I don't know if I'm on it. Hold on, hold on just a second here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Pop. Okay. I don't know if Alonzo's listening, but but I did you get out of the shower, and it's fine. fine. It's nice, nice and warm. I got the fire soaked up hot again. and, and, uh, and uh, You guys, guys that are headed back down in a little bit are going to have a nice hot shower, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Get your heart out, Alonzo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the reason why he's saying that is because it's either one or two things. Either he did have a nice shower, like a 20-minute one, and he ran all 300 gallons out, and uh, the rest of the folks are going to get down there, and they're going to open that valve in that shower, and there's going to be steam. Either that, or he is rubbing it in on Mark Alonzo, because uh, a few months ago, uh, when the weather was uh, very, very, very cold. February. Yeah. And I tell the uh, the folks that take the shower down there, I go, listen, I said, you're uh, the the comfort level that uh, that you would wish to achieve with the that with that water is up to you. Uh, if you don't want it to be warm, then just ignore the fire, and uh, it won't be warm. So I said, if you want it to be warm, then uh, then go over there and feed the fire. And I guess at this event. Uh, no one heeded my warnings, so the water <laughs> apparently was very, very cold, And uh, <clears throat> but nobody said anything. Pop went over and took a shower. He says he took a shower. I don't know if he took a shower or not. Uh, I think he just, like, threw some water on his hair and his face, and he was walking back from the shower, and uh, Mark Alonso, who was another instructor, he, he was ready to take a shower. He was looking forward to that shower because it was a cold, wet weekend. And he stopped popping. He goes, Pop, how's the water? And Pop goes, Oh, it is fine. It is great. It is perfect. And you can see the look on Mark's face. Mark was like, he was very, he was honestly was like, Oh, yeah, he was like, Oh, great. He turned to me and goes, I'm so glad. Because I'm really looking forward to that shower. And uh, he went over there and got in the, the shower. The shower's kind of like an outdoor shower, it has, but it has a, a tin, a metal wall around it. Uh, and it has kind of like a half roof. Anyway, uh, a few seconds after he went into the shower, there was a piercing scream uh, because the water was ice cold. Nobody had kept the fire going. The water was uh, probably just a few degrees above freezing, and uh, and it was too late because he was already uh, wet and soapy, so he had to finish taking a shower. But uh, and I think that Pop, by that time, Pop had jumped in his truck and driven off. But. Got a real Valley Ford shower, did he? Oh yes, uh, he, he did. It, I think that he did the minimalist, the minimalist rinse off, uh, because uh, you know you could tell like his hair was combed, but it was all bubbly still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's having a good time here. Uh, Pop uh, is uh, this number right here? Is that uh, one of your family members? Or did you call in from a third phone? Right here. 
that must be your size, folks. Oh, okay. So this is both of these are yours. Okay. All right. So and so a lot of people are enjoying the shower. Uh, some of the people, uh, uh, I guess the way they're getting around it uh, is uh, by not showering, uh, which is okay because we've had some, uh, you know, we've had some some, some very nice days, and uh, uh, but I'm sure that they're going to be persuaded to uh, to experience the uh, the primitive shower in the next couple of days. Yeah, put them on the downwind side of the line. It's not an issue. There you go. <laughs> well, we'll be, we'll be bringing the center fires to the line tomorrow, and uh, we're going to get them uh, sighted in and ready to go for the KD. And we're going to get uh, a lot of video of that and a lot of uh, photographs and stuff because uh, I love to hear the uh, a full center fire line running and. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to, uh, uh, Josiah said that uh, this is his uh, father's number, so I'm going to bring him on the air. Uh, Area code 361, uh, you're on yeah. the air. Hey, yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, good. I, I uh, heard that you could see that I was listening in, so I figured, well, I might as well call in and talk. So uh, anyway, I, I tell Josiah hello for me, and, and uh, I love him, man, and I'm I'm proud of you guys proud of him and uh i'd like to be there with you unfortunately uh work wouldn't allow that for me this week uh there's nothing i'd love better than to be there squeezing the trigger with you guys i've got to get josiah to teach me how to how to do it like you guys do it so well listen you you tell us uh you tell us when a good time is and uh, we'll set one up for you one of the things that the apathy program does is uh we're a turnkey operation and uh, as far as i know we're the only program in the nation that does this you have uh, anywhere in the United States, anybody listening anywhere, if you uh, would like to have the Apathy program in your neck of the woods, you get us a range, uh, and then let us know, and uh, we will bring the program to you. We'll bring instructors. We'll bring the uh, targets. We'll bring the porter cans. We'll bring some snacks. Uh, we'll bring everything we need to run an event uh, right there in your neck of the woods. So you let us know uh, when and where. And we will set it up. Uh, that's uh, that's one of the things that uh, that we're extremely good at. One of the things that uh, we love to do. Uh, Sam can tell you that uh, we'll go anywhere. We'll set up a shoot anywhere. We'll run a shoot uh, on a shoestring. Uh, if they don't have target uh, backers, uh, we'll make them. Uh, if the uh, target backers start getting blown away by a 50 mile an hour wind. We'll drive stakes in the ground and wire them to the stakes so that they don't get it blown away. Uh, as riflemen, our uh, our motto is uh, that we uh, adapt, we persist, we overcome, and uh, that's what we do. And uh, we'd love to have you at an event. And uh, I'm sure that uh, we'll see you at uh, one of the Corpus Christi ones soon, right? Definitely. I know that uh, Paul and Josiah are planning uh some events, I think, possibly in the fall. I know for sure in the spring. So I hope to make one of the weekend events. And uh, but uh, I, I wish I were there. Uh, my heart's with y'all, and uh, I appreciate so much what Appleseed is doing, and what they stand for. And uh, well, thank you. Well, listen, Josiah, you're on the phone. Say hi. Hey, Dad. Hey, son. How you doing? <laughs> oh, pretty good. I'm, I'm you, just sitting here up on the front porch. Uh, Trying to do damage control with Scout. <laughs> trying to trying to keep him from you know not. Uh, well, you, 
ratting on us too bad, you know. You left you left Hunter and I at home to fend fend for ourselves with all these girls. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard that uh, that he has six sisters at home there. Six sisters and one brother. His brother is uh, quite a quite a marksman. Uh, right now, he's got a bow in his hand about every day. So uh, we have to switch him over to a rifle here pretty soon. But uh, yeah, his younger brother is thirteen. Hunter, he's uh, he's raring to go. I know. So what about the girls? Okay. And the girls, I know that they have a desire. Some of them already shoot. Uh, they shoot shotguns, and uh, they can shoot. Josiah's been teaching them to shoot pistol, uh, but we need to get them on a rifle range and teach them, teach them to shoot as well as uh, uh, Appleseed teaches. So, but I know they'd be for it. It's just well, a matter of like make, making the time and getting the whole family there. So that would be that would like be fun. You guys have the makings of being uh, one of our first uh, uh, major uh, instructing families. Uh, shoot, you guys, uh, as many folks as you have uh, there in your family, uh, you could be running, uh, uh, shoot, you could be running uh, quite a few apple seeds uh, just as uh, just as the, the one family instructing team. We could, and and we've got a couple of younger girls that could be cheerleaders, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. And I, I, I was on the blog spot earlier making a few comments uh and uh, somebody had mentioned a ball or something, and I said, uh, we, we uh, have, uh, as a family, have been putting on some cotillions, which are actually historical balls. Here in Corpus Christi, uh, I made a joke about combining an apple seed with a historical ball, but that would be fun for a last night event. We might do that sometime. Hey, that sounds uh, very good. Every Everyone dresses up in period costume. Um, that sounds uh, very good. Uh, my yeah, wife just got back from, uh, she's a member of the... Uh, Daughters of the American Revolution. She just got back uh, from driving some cakes in uh, that uh, my daughter had made. The uh, uh, the temple is it the, is it the temple D A R? Okay, the Betty Martin chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution had uh, had all their members make uh, uh, food, cakes, and stuff for the uh, the family members of the. Uh, of the killed and wounded in the uh, the Fort Hood event, so she just got back from down there taking them the uh, the cakes and stuff. But that's something that I would I think that uh, the Alpha program would do uh, quite well in, in getting involved with uh, the uh, daughters of the American Re- Revolution, the sons of the American Revolution, uh, in sponsoring events uh, just like you're talking about, where they have. Uh, uh, so they have an apple seed, and then they have a cotillion afterwards. Uh, I mean, that's uh, uh, I think that that stuff would go, work quite well, or or some kind of a uh, like a pirate thing. That's so we that's so we can include pop or what? Yeah, I, if you guys, yeah. I wish I could just shoot a quick picture of him up right now because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I told him. He just smiling, man. It looks like he's got a gold tooth, too. And, uh, I told Josiah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you all made and dance all night. Yeah. <laughs> I told Josiah the other morning before they left who he reminded me of. I finally figured it out, and I think it was Obi Wan Kenobi. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, I see. Uh, uh, Mr. Moore, I see you in the uh, in the online chat room. Why don't you call in? 
uh, Kevin and uh, his wife uh, Eva uh, are also here at the uh, the event this week, and uh, uh, they're the only ones so far I think that uh, that haven't chimed in. So uh, if either you guys are uh, uh, are near a phone, uh, why don't you call in so that uh, you can say hi real quick? I think we got another uh, ten minutes or so left. Uh, uh, in the program. All right, well, we'll be looking forward to seeing you at an event, and uh, we certainly appreciate uh, the loan of your son. Uh, I'm very proud of Josiah. Uh, I'm sure that you are, too. And, Me, too. Uh, I know that he's yep. going to make a great instructor. Uh, his heart's in the program. Uh, his mind is right, and... Uh, uh, he's very intelligent, uh, very uh, very skilled young man, and uh, yes, he is. I know he's going to make a great instructor uh, and a great assistant pirate. Well, tell him, <laughs> tell him that, uh, tell him that our mule deer ammo came in, our our 300 WSM ammo came in, and uh, he needs to get home before I shoot it off. So. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you very much for calling in, sir. All righty. Thank you. Thank you all. all right. uh, I'm not going to hang up on you. I'm just going to uh, okay. I'm just going to put the phone on mute so you can keep listening. Okay, okay. Sam, quickly uh, give us a rundown of uh, of how things are going in uh, New Mexico. Well, New Mexico is doing pretty well. Looks like we've picked up two new places to shoot. Uh, I'm waiting on a vote from the Carlsbad City Council tonight uh, to hold a shoot down there in December. And I'm uh, hoping that comes through real well. They have a nice range down there. A lot of people in Carlsbad. A lot of folks come in there seasonally from up north. And we'll get some people in there this winter to shoot with. We have another shoot going in uh, Las Cruces. Kyle Squawk's going to be shooting Boston that. And, of course, Blue Feather will be there. Staple Gun D. And uh, we're going to have a shoot. I believe the 5th and 6th of December at the Del Norte Gun Club, which is just north of Albuquerque. So we're working on a on a full schedule here. And That's I spent great. the day uh, combing up some new clubs. We're going to send some people out to do a little a little uh, talking and uh, get a few more uh, ranges on the line. I think I found about 15 new ones for us to work at. Going to work at that goal of getting one in every county. What and keeping going what we have now. What about getting an RBC uh, there in uh, New Mexico? I think that would be a great thing. Uh, probably late spring would be good if we could do it around May. Where could we would have be a that? Fine time. Well, I expect we, we could hold the RBC? We can hold one here in Alamogordo if it's not too hot, or we can go to Socorro. Later in the summer, we could do one at Raton, I'm sure. Okay. Okay, that sounds like uh, that sounds like it would be a really a really good idea. Uh, Love to have an RBC in Socorro. They've got a nice range there, and it's just enough off the beaten track that uh, you can still get a, a fairly reasonable motel room, or you can camp at the range if you don't mind sharing a porta potty with the rattlers and skunks. Okay, the rattlers and the skunks. Yeah, Devnall said he had some issues with that over the weekend, but uh, I'm sure he got it squared away. Who did? Devnall. Uh. You you haven't met him. He's he's our first, second generation 
shoot boss here in New Mexico. And uh, he put on a Socorro shoot last weekend, all on his own, with a all-new team of IITs, none of the old guys there, and uh, went well, went well. Wow, that and, sounds uh, great. He opened had, up Socorro, uh, and we're going to have a, a, a regular series there, I can tell. That's we had a, a, good a, bumper crop, a bumper crop this year of uh, uh, black widows and scorpions. Uh, I don't know why. You know, every year you get something different. Uh, one year it might be grasshoppers. One year, uh, uh, you know, uh, red wasps. Uh, who knows? It's it's always something different. But this year, it was uh, uh, black widows and scorpions, and uh, boy, they are everywhere. Now, there's quite a few. Whenever I was uh, preparing the berm uh, for the 25 meter line. Uh, The uh, uh, as I was pushing the dirt up on the berm, uh, the rattlesnakes kept uh, running to the west uh, of the bulldozer. So every time I would push a new blade full up through the uh, uh, through the brambles and briars, you would see them, uh, you know, rushing to the west of the of the dozer. Uh, but as far as I know, nobody's uh, had any contact with any. But uh, but we certainly have a lot of those here, too. Well, it's just part of being a rifleman. You, you <laughs> deal with serpents in life. Some of them got legs and some don't. But uh, you persist and, and you get things done. And okay. that's just how Appleseed works. <laughs> okay. I think that I've got uh, either Kevin or Eva uh, to, to call in now. I asked him to call in. There are also the instructors here uh, uh, and attendees taking the course this weekend. Area code uh, 254-833. Is that you, Kevin? We're both here. All right. Well, good. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, Kevin and Eva, uh, are also attending the uh, the boot camp. And uh, I got a bit of a surprise today because uh, I had to do uh, uh, I had to run an errand today. And uh, I was coming, turning back into the facility, and there was a vehicle uh, uh, tight on me, and uh, actually started following me. So I stopped in the driveway to the uh, uh, to the range, and uh, got stopped the vehicle, got out, walked back and see who it was, and uh, and it was an Eva, and uh, uh, she kind of shocked me because she wasn't. Uh, I normally, I when I see her uh, now. Uh, I recognize her by her being in her camouflage, and uh, and she was in a uh, a beautiful bright uh, golden uh, pantsuit today, and uh, and high heels, and that kind of surprised me. Oh, heels <laughs> yeah. on the range? High heels on when she was shooting uh, setting position, so she could keep her feet locked in. Ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think she changed. I think she changed to her her shooting clothes, but she kept her high heels on, right? <laughs> well, Kevin, uh, just uh, give us a quick rundown on uh, on how things have been going with you and, and with Eva uh, for the uh, uh, the boot camp the last few days. It's if you can imagine everything you learn in just a, a weekend of the apple seed. Well, this is ten times more. There's so much information given out. Um, so, yeah. And yeah, the history. 
that's uh, one of the big things that we talk about on the way home each night is the history and what all is covered during the day. And all the instructors are so great. They're so patient. And uh, you guys will be shooting center fires tomorrow also, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Eva and uh, Kevin, uh, well, let's see. When did you, did you guys, uh, you guys first showed up, I guess, about, well, almost a year ago, wasn't it? May. This year in May. Oh, this year in May? Yes. I thought it was longer than that for some reason. Uh Anyway, they've, they've come to several apple seeds, and they've done great. Uh, they've both, uh, uh, they've both uh, had put their heart and soul into it. And uh, Kevin has shot uh, rifle and standards. Uh, now, Eva, you shot, uh, you shot rifleman in, when was it? Uh, in the okay, year? I think it's... I made Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Okay. And did even you shot? Have you shot through a rifle and score yet? She says tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds great. And uh, and she's doing a great job. And uh, and I know that both you guys are going to end up as fantastic instructors. Uh, I'm hoping that. Uh, uh, that you and I can start working on getting uh, a shoot going at uh, Fort Hood, much like the one that uh, that we got at uh, Fort Stewart. And uh, uh, maybe if you'll start uh, uh, checking around and seeing who uh, uh, who the best folks around there are that work with you, uh, uh, if you can maybe talk to some of them and see what uh, they say, that would work uh, good for us. It's like what I told you um, when we first introduced ourselves um, the first day. I took 22 years in the military, and now I'm learning how to shoot a rifle. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the story we get, uh, uh, oh, you know, over and over, and uh, and that's one of the things that we'd like to change. So, uh, let's see. We got uh, one more caller. Uh, we got just a chance to. Uh, to say hello real quick, uh, Eric, code 505, you're on the air? Hi, this is Deb Knoll. Hey, how are you doing? Doing good. Um, Sam wanted me to call in, I guess, say howdy. Uh, just wanted to say real quick, uh, everyone welcome Sam. He's uh, stepped up to be our state coordinator now and uh, really filling in. And he's already doing a great job with the program. And thought I'd give a shout-out to him. All right. Thank you, of course, for for doing the show and you do a great job with it, man. Hey, well, thank you very much. All right, listen, guys. Uh, I want to thank everybody for calling in. Uh, I want to thank all the the guys at the boot camp uh, for all the hard work that they have put in, and uh, and uh, the folks in the online chat there. Uh, it sure would be hard to do the show without them, without uh, Karen and uh, Sam. And uh, uh, heck, everybody that's in there, and uh, we're going to try and get the uh, the Fort Stewart show for this next Tuesday. Uh, 
and uh, that just means uh, just trying to find out where the uh, the audio, the CDs went for the audio for the show, and uh, getting them up. But we'd like to do that this coming Tuesday. So if at all possible, that's what we're going to end up doing uh, this next coming Tuesday. All right. Uh, we look forward to seeing everybody this coming Tuesday. Thanks to everybody for calling in. Uh, God bless everyone involved in the program. And uh, our best wishes go out to the folks out in uh, Piru, also to JB and his crew that are uh, having a simultaneous boot camp. Uh, our best wishes for them uh, for success. And we'll continue to, uh, to run this uh, RBC, and we will let you know how it goes in uh, online forum uh, AARs. You can find those at uh, appleseedinfo.org. Go to the home page and then uh, click on Forum, and that will take you to the forum, and you can find the AARs uh, from all of the events uh, right there on the forum. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, God bless you all, and we will see you next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Good night, everybody.